Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Tuesday, January 16th. Every Tuesday morning, we try to have the Master Gardener, Jan Musen, join us from DeBrine Seed, Washington, Elman, Zealand, DeBrineSeed.com, the website, and follow DeBrine Seed on Facebook to talk a little bit about your yard and garden in warm weather and how to take care of the out of doors in wintry weather, such as what we have now. Jan joins us from DeBrine Seed, Washington Elm in downtown Zealand via the Google Meet connection. Jan, good morning. Hopefully you are strengthening and getting better with each passing day. Um, yes, I am getting better. That was a, uh, the doctor called it the 100-day crud. It's, oh. But uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't last a hundred days. But I am getting better. Yes. Yes, uh, we we appreciate you uh, soldiering on, as they say, uh, <laughs> when maybe not uh, at a hundred percent of peak physically, but uh, certainly your expertise, as always, sharp as ever. And if you have a question about uh, not only gardening, but tending to plants indoors. And taking care of things out of doors, Jan will be happy to talk to you at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. First of all, this is a duh question, but well, I, I'm the master of duh questions. Can we safely say the ground is now hard enough where you can't plant anything? <laughs> yeah, I... It, yeah, the, the ground is is a little hard now, so you, you, we are we're past the uh, let's plant some tulips and daffodils outside right now. Yes, you can understand why I posed that question because of the fact that we had such a relatively mild fall yeah. and early winter, where the procrastinators could still say, "Hey, I could still." Put a shovel into it and put and put stuff down. Yeah, as long as I can do that. Yeah, but no, we're uh, we're past that now. So we'll talk about putting a shovel in and you know instead of putting stuff down, you want to take stuff up and out, as in shoveling snow in, in yeah. a little bit. But I do have a call six one six three nine five fourteen fifty. Good morning. You're on the line with the master gardener. Good morning, Jan. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Uh, question. Trying to keep my rosemary alive during the winter is a little problematic. Uh, solar light, occasional water, and it seems to be drying up on me. Any thoughts? You got the same thing as I do. I struggle every winter trying to keep my rosemary alive. I have finally decided it just goes under the... Um, of the under cabinet lighting under in my kitchen and you I just missed it every day. Um, it, it's a hard one to keep going in the winter. And I, I, my 
hat is off to you if you can get it going longer. Mine's still looking okay, but I can guarantee you by mid-February, it is not going to look okay. Well, that's not encouraging. Yeah. It's a hard one to do. Um, it really, truly is. Almost needs a greenhouse-type situation if you've got that sort of thing. You know, if you've got a, a, a greenhouse light, um, that might help it. Because um, it does seem to like that, um, like the sun. And when you think about it, yeah, it would like the sun. Um, and and keep that light on above it, whatever, you know, if you can get a, even just a normal light on above it, that's better than nothing. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a solar light on it uh, almost 18 hours a day. And uh, I've read a lot that they don't need much water, so I've been a little prudent on that. But uh, I've been thinking about replanting into some fresh soil or trying just about anything. Yeah, it's a bad time to replant. But, I mean, if it really, really needs it, I would do it. Um, but, yeah, I'm, at most I missed mine, and that is absolutely it. I don't water it ever. Okay. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed and mist away and even more light. Yeah. We might have a competition here. See who's lasts the longest in the winter. <laughs> there you go. We can do that. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for the call. 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Gene Musen, 616-395-1450. Staying on the caller's question about rosemary and trying to keep plants going over the winter. Does the problem with rosemary, is that a common issue, Jan, or is it more peculiar to that particular, you know, that particular herb? Well, that's an herb that grows in the Mediterranean and it's a different climate than what we have. It's really hard to take a plant like that and then bring it up this far north where it doesn't get 12 hours of sunlight a day and, and the same type of condition. So it's really important to keep that, keep a light on it. Um, otherwise you're never going to get it to grow just with our, you know, eight hours of, of daylight. Um, so it is a trickier plant to do. It is one of the ones that you really have to, you know, baby it a lot. 616-395-1450. Good morning. You're on the line with the Master Gardener, Jan Musen. Well, good morning, Jan, and to Gary. Um, I just have, this is the other end of the spectrum, but I have these little pesky, oh, what are they called? Um, stink bugs. I found a couple probably uh, this week and then, uh, well, probably a few weeks back, I found one in the same area. I'm not sure do I have a problem here, or is this just something that kind of they're coming in because, or is something, the only thing I can think of, it might be the vents that goes to the outside. This is a two-story place, so I'm not sure how they would, I don't know, but do I have to be concerned about this? <laughs> well, they came in last fall, actually, and they're living oh. in, the, in your walls of your house, and every once in a while, they'll, they'll, rec they'll recognize that oh, the house is warm, and then they'll come on out thinking it's spring, and that's what they're thinking, it's spring when it, they get warm. Um, just vacuum them up or get rid of them. Um, 
they'll, they won't come out in mass. And in the spring, they'll go back outside the right way. Um, well, and, I mean, because I'm really surprised I even found them in this bathroom. It's, it, I said it was a two-story. It's really not. It's a one-story, but it's high off the ground where yeah. I don't know where they would be coming in, but I just wondered if there was going to be an issue because I'm sitting there thinking I saw one, and then probably about four weeks later I saw another one, and I did your trick. I did the t- uh, tape and then taped it up and then put yep. them in a yep. gave them an alcohol bath. So <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no, what else to be. do, but I just I thought, do I have a problem in the vents? Maybe I don't know. Um, you know, next um, late summer, early fall. Um, go around the house with some um, uh, one of the home defense or one of the insecticides um, and get them from coming in. They can come in the littlest tiny spot you've ever seen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, don't worry about it. They're they're probably there. They're pro- Hopefully there's not millions of them. And if they're just coming out one at a time every once in a while, I wouldn't really concerned too much. Um, <laughs> when you said they're on the walls, I about freaked out. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, gosh. I know that just freaks me out too. That's why I'm very careful every fall. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Hope you have a good day. I thank you very much for the call. Um, I don't know if Mr. Butterball is floating around or he is in one of those heated pads. He's right next to me on the table here. Okay. So he's, he's he's my good hero. uh, He's my good buddy here. Okay. So as long as, you know, Mr. Butterball does not decide to uh, take over the computer, and then we'd have to go to a quick break. Six one six. Yeah, you would, because he does make a mess. Yes, when he sits on the keyboard. Yes, six one six three nine five fourteen fifty. If you have a question for the master gardener, Jan Musen, we'll talk about a few wintry things in a moment. But I just saw this on our wire, and I want to bring it to you as see if it strikes you. It strikes the same way as it strikes me. Central Park is one of the most notable attractions in New York City, in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep in mind, it's in New York City. And New York City is not immune from having snow. Or so you think. For the first time in 701 days, almost two full years, More than an inch of snow has been recorded in Central Park. Really? That's what I thought when I saw that during Brian Spencer's What's New Around Howland, the story came over our wire. 701 days. And before, you know, Central Park got in more more than an inch of snow. That, I... They get dumped on, don't they? (laughs) 1.4 inches of snow have fallen as of 7 this morning, and experts say another inch could fall before the snow machine stops in Gotham. Wow. Um, I'm just, I want to live right there. They don't (laughs) get any snow. Uh, And supposedly, you know, there's, they have wintry, we've seen wintry scenes in movies and television shows with, you know, the uh, you know the sleigh rides in in Central Park, 
And they do the ice skating by Rockefeller Center, and there's always snowbanks around there. Well, I don't know whether or not that's you know the real snow or they're you know they 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 yeah. shovel that stuff in you know the you know the the shavings from the Zamboni machines, but still, you know that's, that's surprising. Stuff. By the way, I'm shocked. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, if more snow falls, according to the wire service story. The Department of Sanitation says it's ready with high staffing levels and 800 salt spreaders, with crews already dropping 40 million pounds of salt on roadways, sidewalks, and bike lanes in Central Park. Department of, wow. San- Department of Sanitation handling that? Mm. <laughs> Makes you kind of wonder <laughs> just what. Yeah, what's falling down in New York that they got to use that? Maybe it's it's very lucky they only have had an inch. <laughs> My gosh. I don't know. I don't know. But it leads to the next t- topic we'd like to discuss with Jan, dealing with uh, dropping salt on roadways, sidewalks, and bike lanes around here. Uh, we got the blast of winter from Friday afternoon, uh, and it's still lingering now. I would assume uh, the procrastinators have been flocking to DeBrine Seed, Washington, Elm, and downtown <laughs> Zealand to not only get stuff for their driveways, but also stuff for their roofs as well. Uh, yes, we we have been busy with the ice melt, um, not only from people, but from other stores that didn't buy enough. They've been coming in and buying some from us to tide the, them over, and and businesses, et cetera, have been coming in. So yes, it's been a been a busy department right now, but we've got plenty, so don't worry about it. We can we can cover all your needs there. But um, yes, it's been a it's been fun here. Um, <laughs> And you put it, the word fun in parentheses or in quotation marks. I would yes. Think. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm very thankful the guys will carry it out. Um, I, that's one thing I can't do anymore, but um, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been busy. Very now, busy. We talked to Alex Doty with the Ottawa County road commission a week ago about, <laughs> um, it's salt is a is a common term. I like using the term de-icing agents because it's not just the salt that you would get from, you know, the little girl sprinkling the salt with the umbrella. This is a little bit different type of salt that's being used. Or shall I, I like to term yeah. de-icing agents. Yes, de-icing agents aren't necessarily rock salt, sodium chloride like you put on your... Uh, like uh, you put on your food, that's a whole different thing now. Um, that does not work very well, and it's it's hard on the environment, hard on the concrete, hard on landscape, hard on the pets, etc. So, you know, there are different agents. Um, like magnesium is a much easier one on the environment and on your pet's little paws. Um, so there. You know, there, there's a lot of them out there right now. A lot of them work at different temperatures. So you got to, you know, keep that in mind, too. I want something right now that's going to work at a little lower temperature than than uh, than some of the other ones might. So, um, yeah. And remember, you know, your landscaping that where it might, um, might uh, creep in on also. So we've got to keep all that in mind. 
guys here will help you with that when you're picking what you need for your your area and remember people they do two things wrong they put too much of it out too much of it out is worse than not enough so it's got to be spread out don't it's hard to get it out in the correct amount by throwing it out with your hands you almost need a spreader i've got a little hand, handheld 12 dollar spreader that you put normally put um uh just a fertilizer or grass seed in and that works well you don't want it right next to each other because it's got to melt to work. And and the next thing is put it down before it snows, not after it snows. That is, you know, if you're going to get a snowstorm, put it out. I had it out already on Friday morning on my driveway. My driveway looks nice yet. I've, I've been keeping putting some out and it just stays very nice. So, you know, do before the snow. And don't do as much as what you think you should. Is it too cold for much of the de-icing agents right now with temperatures only tipping in 10s and 12s? Unfortunately, for the cheaper ones, it is. Um, you, you're going to have to go for the, the more expensive ones right now. And most people don't like doing that. But actually, the more expensive ones are the ones that are easier on the environment and our pets. So, um, you know, it might. And, and remember, you don't put it down as thickly as rock salt needs to be put down very thick. The other agents know um, the more expensive ones don't put out so much. You don't need it that much. One old maxim that I'm not certain really is appropriate now is it used to be many people would have some sort of salt or even kitty litter in the vehicle in the trunk so if they get stuck they toss that down it helps a little bit in that regard does it really traction that's the big thing that you want when you get stuck you know um grit that you know you put in bird feed i've got some of that and that's what i use for traction um and it also is is weight you know they're always good to have a little extra weight in the back end there you know, during the winter. So not not adverse. Kitty litter, sometimes you get that clay stuff. It just kind of gets wet and clumps and doesn't do much. Um, <laughs> but uh, Yeah, the, but, the, uh, these new clumping, the, you know, uh, clumping litters, you know, that uh, makes it a little easier to clean the litter box, but it's not so great. Yes, not so great for traction. Uh, the, the grit works a lot better for traction. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to help motorists and... People get through these uh, wintry conditions. Now, yeah, some people put sandbags. You know, put a couple bags of sand in in your trunk, and you've got it for traction. Also, yeah. Now, when one takes a look at, I call scenery, but you drive around neighborhoods, and one can see a home with lots of snow on the roofs but uh, some say that's a good sign because you got your insulation working well it's not that's exactly it's, it yes yep. others and you're in this camp say that's not necessarily good because eventually that snow is going to start melting and causing some damage 
Yeah, you got to keep your eye out for that sort of thing. And you have to keep your eye on your roof. If you all of a sudden notice that there's a spot, there's no snow on it anymore. That means your insulation's off. I would check the gutters there constantly. It's going to be too cold. It'll freeze. And then it will then it will thaw and then we've got a mess so keep your eye on your roof um i always take the the snow off my roof um over my porch i'm not quite sure but it's got no insulation under it so i always take that off otherwise i've got a mess in my gutter right underneath it there so it's just as easy to get i've got one of those rakes i can stand on the ground and i can just pull it right on off and it's no big deal. What about those who might have a flat roof? And this is more for the business uh, community or retail community than it is for the residential because not too many residences have flat roofs these days. No, no, thankfully. <laughs> because we've got some of our roofs are flat here. And I'll tell you, they were they were horrible to keep, to keep a thing. We finally have... The whole the whole campus here has been re-roofed, um, and we don't have a problem anymore. But a flat roof, boy, you need to talk to your roofer. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jane Musen, 616-395-1450. Jane, we had a call last half hour uh, dealing with um, stink bugs. And this is sort of like the residue from uh, 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 the fall when the stink bugs and the box elders and the uh, 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 the uh, Japanese beetles uh, were coming around. And, uh, you know, we just had some issues along those lines. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is the fact that sometimes you have to deal with insects in the wintertime when one doesn't think that insects are going to be around. Example A was the caller having the issue with the with the stink bugs. Uh, exhibit B is those fungus gnats. <laughs> That's another fun one. Um, the fungus gnats are those annoying little tiny flying things that they actually come up out of the soil in your plants. And they seem to just follow you. They like you. You've got when you're breathing, and they're they're just constantly over you. It seems like they're they're everywhere in the house. Um, you need to treat all of your plants. You're going to have to put some sort of. We have a bonide has a little thing that you can put on all the plants. Get it in the ground, and then water it in well to kill those fungus gnats. Um, because otherwise they'll just keep. They'll increase um, every day. They'll just be more and more and more of them. So make sure you get them un under control this time of year. Either that, or dump all of your plants and start all over again. Yeah, that's that's doing. You know, that's the you know that's the scorch earth policy. And I don't know if people want to do that, but yeah, no, I don't want to do that either. No, no. Um, you could try repot them all and hopefully get rid of them. I mean, that's one thing, but the bonide makes the um, insect um, thing. You just put them on the ground, and then you water them in, and it's easy enough. Jan, quick question. Um, even though this is not Christmas season, we're already past that. Uh, but you got to get a gift for somebody 
that you've already lavished for Christmas. Does the bride have gift certificates or gift cards? You bet we do. We we uh, give them out every day. Someone comes in for a gift certificate. So, yes, we do carry those. The reason why I bring this up, I just got an email uh, from <laughs> some group here that is trying to promote National Use Your Gift Card Day. <laughs> and it's this Saturday, the 20th. Well, we have more people give gift cards, well, year-round, but more of them get um, cashed in during the, the, the spring than any. We've got that where everyone buys their seeds and garden stuff, and they use their gift certificates. Okay. And by the way, these are some tips from the people who promote National Use Your Gift, gift Card Day. Step one, locate all unspent gift cards, even ones left with a small balance. Two, Check to see which gift card providers are running special deals, either online or in-store, to maximize your gift card and save money on your purchases. So is DeBrine doing anything special right now? Uh, just some bird seeds on sale. Okay. Um, make a shopping plan to use these gift cards. And if you're not going to use your entire gift card balance, consider donating it to charity. Might not be a bad idea. We would always put it toward Island Dogs. We would be happy to do that. And, of course, save a gato. We don't want to forget about yep, save a cat. I'm, I'm starting to look for, I mean, um, there's a couple of uh, ex-Twitter uh, accounts, why you need a cat. <laughs> they show the cute cat videos. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I can't have a cat because of financial reasons and, and you know, dealing with the people I live with, but I mean, the landlord, but, you know, seeing little kitties doing little kitty things, it's, it's always fun. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Musen, 616-395-1450. Uh, let me bring this up. January 20th might be National Use Your Gift Card Day. But January 20 is the next session for Kurt Dykstra's Coffee with the Birds. Yes, that's the exciting one. It's out at Hemlock Crossings. Uh, <coughs> that has the huge picture window that overlooks the ravine. And he's got, I don't know, 20, 25 feeders in there. And he has millions of birds at all times in there. He'll help you identify the birds. It's fun just watching all the birds um, fly in and out and, and their little habits and what they're doing in there. And he'll describe what they're doing. You know, it's kind of an unusual kind of display. He'll explain it all for you. Um, and he can tell the male and female of all the different little, the little brown birds that we just call little brown birds. He knows all of them. So he can help you identify them. Um, it's kind of fun. You can, and they've got a um, grant that they've got now. They live stream the next one, so you can go online and watch it. Also, it starts at nine thirty, and at ten thirty they break out and do a little. He does a little presentation on maybe eagles or owls, and then it starts back up again at eleven and goes until noon. 
very fun to watch or even just to attend. Um, bring a cup of coffee or bring a coffee cup and get some coffee there. Sit down and watch the birds with Kurt and learn a lot. Okay. What I'm going to do is this. Uh, I'll, I'll mention again the website for Coffee with the Birds with Kurt Dykstra is myottawa.org forward slash birding. myottawa.org forward slash birding. And uh, you can uh, catch up with this uh, monthly during the uh during, during the, the winter, winter months. Yeah. he does a lot of um bird walks during better weather so you know once the coffee with the birds is over in march then he'll start doing uh some of the uh you know walks around hemlock crossings or um he's done out by the out by the uh power plant up there up by the by the uh by the river there he'll do watching the the water birds it's extremely fun he knows not enough that he's fun and it's just a learning experience but it's a fun learning experience let me tie in one final thing for this national use your gift card day that we began this particular segment and what i want to bring up jan is the fact that some people might want to use their gift certificate from debrine to order seeds in person yep. or online at debrineseed.com. Are we seeing people already stocking up to get their seeds for the spring? Oh, heavens, yes. You betcha. There's a lot of people. You know, it's when you're a gardener, you just, yeah, you think about it year-round. And, hey, I want to get that certain seed, and I want to get it now before they run out. So always a good idea. Just, you know, get your list ready and stock up they come in they order it online we've got a lot of them all right jan i know you're still fighting the you know the crud and we appreciate you soldiering through today to join us i'm going to let you go a little bit early and i want to thank you for joining us again i just want to repeat if you need to get a hold of jan she's in the store right now 616-772-2316 Go online to debrineseed.com, D-E-B-R-U-Y-N-Seed.com, and uh, you can be able to do your shopping there. If all goes well, Jan will be back with us for the Jan Musen Garden Show Saturday morning at 11 here on WHTC. And then next Tuesday, her weekly visits with Dan Evans on uh, talk of the, on morning news with the garden party around 840 or so. And then back with us next Tuesday for the Yard and Garden Hour. Jan, get better. Our prayers are with you. And thank you for joining us. And uh, good luck uh, the rest of the week. And we'll talk to you next week if all goes well. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jan Musin on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And we're streaming online at WHTC.com. All right, we'll button up this hour on WHTC's Talk of the Town program. We do have Steve Kathan standing by with CBS News, followed by WHTC News. And then we'll have a little bit of open line, I think. We'll play in the next segment by ear a little bit. We do have birthdays and news off the beaten path coming up before we do have Mark Visser in the Evergreen Commons Report at 1125. 
the WHTC Midday Report at the bottom of the hour. Reminder, we have high school basketball tonight. It's scheduled at the Dutch Dome, the, fly, the uh, Holland High Dutch. Take on Zeeland Weston boys action. Greg Chandler's call around 6.40 p.m. on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC.